Welcome to the Good Rookie Show. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nelly J, y'all. And we are Good Rookies. Right. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And guess what? It's the Good Rookie Show. What's going on, y'all? How you doing? We're your host coming to you from Toronto, Canada, the 6th. And as you know, you bring all your hottest topics in sports and culture. This week is no different. And so I'm going to start off with a quick Fahim trivia. You know how I've been doing the last couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. This is actually something where I, again, found out very shocked, but not shocked. So they had a study around what's the most, the 10 most impactful economic sporting events in U.S. history, right? Um, we don't have to go through like which year, but I know you follow sports. What, what, what sporting event do you think has been the most impactful in the States that you could give me like two or three football. Okay. Like the NFL league. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, Say the NBA has got to be up there. I'd assume. Too. Okay, but what what about like they're talking about just like the sport itself, or this is an event? So we're talking about like I want to give it away, like championships events. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like so when the championship event, typically the events are per- typically they pick a city before, right, or all star break or whatever, right? But yeah, these are all championship events. So I'll give you that. Oh, answer. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Got to be there. Um, NBA Finals. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Third one, hockey no, World Series no, MLS Cup no. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, let me just go with the World Series. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you know what? I I'll give it to you. You you have the majority of the top ten events. So they had the top ten events, the mm-hmm. top six. And the top 10 were all Super Bowl events. Are we surprised? No. Your first thing was football. That's correct. So um, the highest grossing or most economical impact sporting event in history was Super Bowl in Arizona. Super Bowl LV11. That is $7.6 billion, Fahim. $7.6 billion is that super Bowl. one event wow one event economic impact okay so that's crazy and that was a super bowl this past year that just passed so super bowl i think it was i, I can't do the numerals but super bowl whatever that number mm. <laughs> I mean, whatever the arizona one was right yeah but the one that passed this year mm. uh that's exactly was the highest growth i mean which, which makes sense right because that one has eagles right um had Eagles and I had the Chiefs, right? Uh, the Chiefs are one of the up and coming, you know, make it back to back. And the Eagle fans, as we know, Fahim, are also very intense. So this makes sense. And this one featured two black quarterbacks. So imagine that, Fahim, an event that had two black quarterbacks was the most impactful economic impact event in U.S. history. Two, three, four, five, six was all Super Bowls. The one in Florida a couple years ago, that, that's the Tom Brady one. 
Miami, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, Minneapolis, and Houston. Okay. Now, seven to 10, it gets interesting. You listed Fahim. We would think basketball would be above this sport, but it isn't. The most impactful was the Atlanta, Georgia World Series. That is number seven. Wow. Why? After that, yeah, it's very high. That had 2.2 billion. After okay. that was it the after that will be Formula One in Vegas, 1.7 billion. That's above NBA. Number nine was the NBA finals in San Francisco, California, 1.5 billion. And number 10, number 10 is the Denver, Colorado NHL Stanley Cup championship. Wow. So you would think there'd be more like NBA finals, economic impact, or you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. Super Bowl dominates, and then this World Series event, a Formula One, the finals, and then Denver. So I thought that was quite interesting because we know mm -hmm. um, San Fran, that's where the Warriors played. So their home games obviously had a lot more impact. Um, and every other city, the impact wasn't as great. So, Fahim, mm. what's your thoughts on these top 10 events? Uh, yeah, the, the one that I find most surprising is Denver. Uh, NHL's on this list. Um, <laughs> but the United States. I wouldn't assume the NHL would be on anyone's radar like that. So, um, that was probably the biggest one. Biggest surprise, mm -hmm. I guess, is going to be the fact that, yeah, the NBA Finals... Six seven game series, and we've had some series, some pretty good. Well, Denver was in the last year, okay. But you've had you normally have the usual suspects who are big draws, like the Lakers were in there during mm -hmm. the bubble. And I don't know, I'm, I'm just kind of more shocked, yeah, that uh, that it did not more basketball was in there, yeah. I mean, th thinking about the economic impact, I kind of get it because the NBA finals are are only consistent of the teams that are playing in the finals. Whereas mm. in Super Bowl, they pick the city prior, right? Right. So right. both teams are playing in that city. So they're both going to draw in their fan bases, right? So right. that's why I'm like, oh, this kind of makes sense because, you know, World Series, again, the Braves was in the World Series. So that made sense. Remember, it was, it was their first and... I mm -hmm. could I could imagine how many people were like at those games, right? In terms of impact, plus Atlanta is a great city to visit. Formula One in Vegas, that's the one that that's occurring coming up, and that impact. Sorry, the the Vegas uh, Formula One. I was shocked about that one, Fahim, because that one is projected to have to have. Um, it, it hasn't happened yet, but that's a projection of it. So if it if they project it correctly, it'll be top ten. But the fact that you know, San Francisco, Denver. I mean, home teams don't probably have impact because people aren't traveling, you know, to like out of town to the home team, right? So, but yeah, I mean, quite interesting. Again, cool little trivia. I wasn't aware. I hope you guys learned this from us too, but mm -hmm. it's pretty, it's pretty like once you think about it, like, wow, like football, they have a good formula for him because they make yeah. an event. I, from what I was told, Super Bowl uh, is like a two week event. Prior to the game, they have oh, events yeah. happening every day. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they do a big job in drawing attention, awards, you name it, to make it not just one game, but make it an actual like event 
uh, for for five to seven days. So that's pretty mm -hmm. dope that they kind of are drawing those crowds. And hey, if you get a Super Bowl in your city, Fahim, wow, you're going to make a lot of money for for your for your town. So mm -hmm. that's why these bids for Super Bowl uh Super Bowl is is huge. <laughs> Everybody wants one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I guess keeping on theme of big events, uh, Netflix. What Netflix did, uh, I guess, during the pandemic is when the Michael Jordan doc came out. Mm -hmm. And that some things worked in its favor. The fact that everyone was home, you know, it, it was MJ. Um, but yeah, it was a place to be, um, you know, to watch. Well, Netflix now is reportedly interested, apparently, in the NBA in-season tournament. Um, I'm assuming that uh, something like that, uh, they're going to acquire the rights if it happens to the in-season tournament. And it looks like they're looking up doing a docu docu-series on the in-season tournament. Um, oh. I think that's a great... Okay. Well, what do you think, Nelly J? Um, this is interesting that Netflix is trying to get into live streaming. Because keep in mind, the in-season tournament is a live is a, it's a live event, right? And guys, I'm going to share my guilty pleasure. Love is blind. They had a live finale event one time, streaming event, and it was awful. Netflix crashed. No one can get on. <laughs> they were not prepared for everyone wanting to watch a live stream. So I'm hesitant when I hear Netflix wanting to do anything live streaming. <laughs> I think mm -hmm. if it's a documentary, that's their lane. But the live streaming stuff, they're going to have to invest in better software, better technology. Because when they did that, Fahim, it was a flop thing, right? Real flop. So mm -hmm. live streaming would be a different lane for Netflix. They're, they're used to just having it pre-recorded and putting it up. So that's my number one question mark. Number two, it makes sense because all his, their other all their other competitors are going into the sports, sporting space, right? We know Disney owns owns ESPN, which for now, because I'm hearing people are bidding for ESPN, but Disney owns ESPN, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we know Apple TV is now sole distributor for MLS, right? Or most for, mostly for, I, I believe, MLS, yes. Now we're seeing um, Apple is trying to get another, uh, I think they're trying to get to another sport as well, but we're seeing like all the other streaming services like Amazon prime already gets thursday night football for those who don't know so Thursday night football that ownership distribution is by amazon right so it makes sense for netflix to say hey amazon's involved apple plus disney plus they already have it clearly we need to get in this sports lane sports sells and fans on sports will watch sport documentaries so um i think it's a good look especially for the nba because for the NBA, I think that, you know, the incident tournament, it's okay. I mean, it's all right. Um, The, the courts are cool, I guess. Um, I think watching those games, definitely the players. Fahim, I feel like the players are playing more for in-season tournament than they have an all-star game. You know what I mean? Like, you can mm -hmm. tell these guys actually want to win these games. Everyone's playing hard. Uh, Because that's a lot of money, especially for guys. And big up to, I think it was Dame who said it. Dame, Dame Lillard who said it about how. The guys who are on the bench, they're not they're not making no ten million, twenty million dollars. So, you know, they're like, we're playing to help our teammates out, not just about the guys who are stars. So I think it's I think it's going quite well. 
I don't think it's going to be, I mean, people aren't like, oh my God, tonight, tonight is in-season tournament night, night game. You have to watch it. But I think it gives the NBA something. So I think adding the Netflix effect for him, it may give it a little bit more, you know, I guess notoriety as, hey, this is a, this is a distinction type tournament. Now, I saw something and I forgot who shared it on Instagram for him, but some, someone made a good suggestion about they should add international teams in the in-season tournament to make it kind of a bit more interesting, right? So mm-hmm. imagine the top teams in Europe, like maybe top five, they, you know, they qualify now to play in this tournament and now we got five plus the NBA teams competing, right? So if you're playing those teams and you, you know what I'm saying for him, it kind of can make it a quite interesting because all those teams think that they're as good as the NBA. So let's see, right? Um, and the pot is still a lot of money for whoever wins it. So yeah, um, I think they got something here for him. I really do. And I think Netflix, if they join it, they have a huge international following huge international customers customers around the globe so i think it will help the nba to be a bit more popular in international markets but also it will allow them to say hey like basketball sells basketball is good so yeah i i think it's a good good idea for the nba and for netflix but the, my question again for you, my concern is streaming <laughs> mm-hmm. can they handle the streaming of these games how about you what, what's your thoughts on this uh this is well, the court. I think I think it's absolutely brilliant what they mm-hmm. did with the the court. Uh, when I first saw, uh, well, well, pretty much when we all saw on uh, social media, the courts. I didn't know that like what to think at first because it was just so shocking. I was like, okay, different colors, you know. Um, then after I, I totally I get it. After seeing incident. I think it's brilliant the fact that you can look at it and automatically, uh, visually, know with that, like you can have your your television on mute. You don't need commentary where you just flip the channels. Once you see that court, you know instantly. Oh, that's in student season tournament. Just mm-hmm. visually, I think so. That I think that that distinction, um, it's amazing. It's it's wow. I think that's something that they would probably for the in season tournament. That's going to be an ongoing in season tournament look, and I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Also, what you mentioned about the European uh, teams, that would be a really great addition. I do. I, I agree. Um, I think if you're going to incorporate the European teams, perhaps you incorporate, you give them a buy, and maybe you incorporate them after people get out the group stage. So you get these Ooh. European teams playing against maybe the better competition as you get further on in the tournament. I think mm-hmm. that would be a good good idea. Um, so they're saying they have their own what, tournament within their own league, and the winners join. Yeah, that right. Hey, join later. That can work right? too. Mm-hmm. That would that would, that would, I you know that would be I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, and in regards to um, Netflix, I think if they had the exclusive rights to it, um, so it's kind of like when I think of boxing. How uh, boxing, you know, back in the day used to be on you know, just regular cable, and they kind of alienated. Um, a lot of their fan base by just going to pay-per-view because people who normally would be casually boxing fans now you had to go to pay-per-view get it on a different platform and some people didn't do the shift i'm just wondering if they were to take it um, specifically through netflix um i'm i'm not saying it won't work but i'm just wondering um if 
well, actually, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking maybe that's another way of much like the court distinguishes automatically. Perhaps having that brand of Netflix would give it that also another lane of being special and exclusive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that might work actually. As as I'm speaking, I'm kind of working through this. I think that might be actually kind of cool, knowing that um, you know associating the in season tournament with a specific platform to get it on. Uh, that would maybe uh, give it a like actually separate it from normal regular season play even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to your point, what you're making about uh, when you watch the teams, um, players are playing hard. They're not like just kind of going through it like the motions mm-hmm. like the All Star game. And um, I'm noticing that also. I'm noticing uh, what I think that the NBA did great is uh, making sure that these in season tournaments count for something. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, so yeah. Overall, I you know, I think if this happens with Netflix uh, getting in season tournament, I think they they might be onto something. And you one last thing, you remember with the Phoenix Suns, they took uh, their programming off and put on just basic uh, cable. Well, they didn't take it off. So no. typically, right for for mm-hmm. local games, it's a, mm-hmm. there's a blackout, right? Um, mm-hmm. that blackout will go to the, you know, cable local channel, ESPN, TSN, whatever. But yes, the owner, he put it on like, not just cable, but like on, I forgot uh, what you call it. Like, is it like basic cable or just yeah, like basic, yeah. like yeah. the channel mm-hmm. that everyone gets, if you just have to plug it in, right. Cause not everyone can have fiber optics or fiber connection. Right. So right. by doing that, people who don't have cable could still watch the games to support Mm-hmm. Um, in, so in that, like the that rural would be actually the op- areas, yeah, that would be the opposite of what the the NBA is doing because the NBA is actually looking to uh, make. Well, it no, exclusive. because even for interpret tournament games, despite it being on Netflix, the, the local market will still get it right. Because, oh. like, keep in mind, keep in mind the NBA app. Mm-hmm. If if I'm in Toronto, I can't watch Raptor games on the NBA app. Right, it's blacked out because I live in Toronto, right? So mm-hmm. I think it'll be similar where there'll be a blackout. You can't probably mm-hmm. watch it if you're in that market on Netflix because mm-hmm. it's a local, you know, typically the local market will get that. But the in-season tournament, that's why I think it's tricky because Netflix will have to have like, you know, they have to, have to up and up a lot of their te- technology because right mm-hmm. now they do have tech in regards to like America versus Canada. But if you're in different states, you know what I mean? Like, that that local channel they're paying money for all the teams games so if netflix gets into the tournament how does that work that means we're competing with netflix <laughs> you know what i'm saying right. um that, that's advertising dollars that's money so netflix will have to pay or purchase the rights from those local markets directly similar to what to, like to what you know what i'm saying so again i think that's why i think it'll be part documentary part like i'll see how i'm curious how it works but it'll have to be a, a way where, you know, the, the the other media local channels who purchase that team's rights to show all those games, they're going to have to have a, a piece of that pie from Netflix in an incident mm-hmm. tournament. So, but nonetheless, um, you know, I think it's a win-win for both sides. It's got to figure out, you know, how it's going to work, but I think both sides will benefit. And Netflix. The docuseries and- angle of it, I think is really cool because they'll obviously be able to get some behind the scenes stuff. And I think yeah. in regards to but, content, but it hopefully it's only of the winners though. I don't care for the loot. Like if you if you didn't win it, it has to be a docu series, maybe of like all things from the playoffs, right? From the playoffs, but even still, like it should follow. It's gonna be hard because it seems like 
whoever wins the tournament, like, or the angle will have to be very different. Like, you know, like hard mm-hmm. knocks, how like they talk, you know, how it goes around, like how players don't make the team, stuff like that. It'll have to be a, a line like that, like something, an angle where we're seeing a different side to the NBA because media today covers a lot of NBA. We've seen all angles. So it'll have to be a different type of angle for fans to actually want to watch. And I mm-hmm. think it'll have to be the winners, but maybe how they got there. But then you don't know that until they win. So you're kind of, you know what I mean? So it has to be something kind of interesting where it's following each team's success and then how they fail. Like, it has to be a good story or mm-hmm. else it's going to be redundant to what ESPN and TNT is doing. Because I'm assuming they're going to probably going to have those games too, unless they pull TNT and those guys from watching those games. But then everyone has Netflix. So Netflix gonna will be able to sell people the licenses. You know what I'm saying? It, it's gonna be it's gonna be different, difficult. But at the end of the day, they'll have to outbid Netflix. Netflix wants to do this, but it's gonna be a competition. ESPN, you know, all those channels, all those, all those media companies are gonna be bidding for the in-season tournament if that's a thing. And Netflix will be part of the pie. But Fahim, don't think it'll only be Netflix. I can see Apple TV trying to get into this pie. I could see Amazon. It's going to be a war, a battle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a battle. Mm-hmm. So, and if the fact that it's out there now is like, oh, Netflix thinks they can do that, then I wonder who else is going to try to get in. You know what I'm saying? Right. And Netflix <laughs> was a leader um, in in streaming, but others have caught up now. You know, so it's, you're right. It is going to be, it's going to be definitely a lot of competition Death in match. the space. <laughs> and and Netflix can actually use something like this, actually, to tell you too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll keep our eye on it. Um, LJ, why don't we go to For the Culture? For the Culture, we like to highlight individuals for the culture. And today, we get to highlight a group of setters, Fahim. I call them setters. These are owners, not only owners, Fahim, these are black minority owners that are in the NBA this season and Fahim when I saw this list I was shocked because I didn't even know Fahim half the people I'm going to name for you right now were part owners of NBA teams so guys let's just celebrate everyone I'm about to list off so first we got J. Cole right part owner of the Chugga Hornets yes Damian Will so Damian Mills also Hornets and Grant Hill Atlanta Hawks Dwayne Wade, as we know, Utah Jazz, David Robinson, San, San Antonio Spurs. I did not know that. What? David Robinson yeah. is wow. Exactly. Valerie Daniels Carter, Milwaukee Bucks, Miles Garrett. Yes, yes. He plays football. Cleveland uh Browns. Browns? He's also part owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> what? We also got Usha, Usha, Usha Raymond. Also a Cleveland Cavaliers minority owner. We got Sheila Johnson, Washington Wizards, Will Smith, and Jada Pickett-Smith. Philadelphia 76ers. What? Fahim. These, all these guys are for the culture because they're literally investing in a sport that is dominated by, by black, um, Nubian, black people. Um, but no, Fahim, I just was very surprised when I saw this list because, again, Half people here, I did not know they were. Um, we all knew about Michael Jordan, right? We knew he left, but even though that he left, there's still two owners that are black in Charlotte Hornet, Charlotte Hornet. So, 
again, congrats to and congrats. Let's celebrate all these minority owners, but black uh, black owners of the NBA. Even though we don't have any majority owners right now in the NBA team, I think Fahim, we're, we're on the right track because ten years ago we didn't have any. <laughs> so, bro, what's your thoughts on this? You got it. Wow, great list. I did not. I knew Usher was. Um, I remember Will Smith. But yeah, half like the vast majority of the names you na- named there, I had no idea. I think it's awesome. Um, so shout out to all the owners. Um, I do want to say, remember during the was it the the CBA, the collective bargain agreement that we just had recently? Wasn't mm-hmm. part of their contract something in their contract where they can be have be owners and teams? Was that? Do you remember anything like that, Nelly J? No, I don't think there no. was owners of teams, but I think you can invest. Invest. Okay, part, so maybe that was a partial okay. of an investment okay. in a team. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's the owner's stake, but mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's the same team you're playing for. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think you can have an investment stake. I, I forgot the the exact term. Yeah, something, but yeah, there's something in, in it to... where they can, if they want to be an ownership or be involved in the ownership group, that they have the flexibility to do so. I believe. Yeah. But I'll, I'll look there was it up. some kind of verbiage in that where that empowers players to. Uh, to have some kind of, you know, empower them outside of the court, right? So that's why I thought something along those lines. But still, regardless, uh, yeah, just the fact that we do have these uh, minority owners, it's great that you found this list because we need to know mm-hmm. about this, right? Yep, um, Fahim, you're correct, actually. So this new CBA allows players to own a minority share. No, yeah, that, but that's it cannot speaking, exceed right? 5%. Okay, so... right. right. So there we go. So then coming back to the original, then yes. So um, I was going to say it's like more are coming, you know, because now you have players who are, you know, have big contracts um, and having more of a mind of investment in their their business, right? So I think this list will be growing more rapid. You know, it's kind of, uh, we know about the majority, the minority ones we didn't know, but um I think things like this we we need to celebrate mm-hmm. um, because for the current players now, um, it, I think that's something that to let them know, hey, you know what, the league's embracing it, so why don't we go after it? Absolutely, and imagine if like ten players are minority owners or retired players become minority owners of teams, right? That just adds so five percent, five percent, five percent. You have ten players owning a team. Feeling like fifty percent of a team can be owned by past players. I'm loving that, right. or or current right. players, right? Right. C- or current stars. So, and again, I'm, if I'm a star, I'm bringing most of the revenue anyway because Evans coming to see me. You know what, I'm saying? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're paying tickets to come see me. So, even though owners, even though players do get a cut, I think this is a great investment for players for when they retire. They still have that stake in that team, right? So, yeah, love it, love it, love it. Big up to everybody, man, on this list. Love, and I'm hoping, Fahim, we're going to have at least two expansion teams coming up. The majority ownership of one of those teams, I hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping, will be someone of African descent. So, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So, now, Lee Jay, why don't we close this out with our last segment? That's absurd. That's absurd. Fahim, bro, what was absurd this week? What was absurd? The NBA is requiring LaMelo Ball to cover the tattoo that's below his left ear. 
because the league insists that it violates rules against exposing commercial logos on players' bodies. How absurd. Like, honestly, when I saw this for him, I just thought about the big three. Like, the mm-hmm. NBA is really right. a, cor- a corporation. They're literally yeah. a corporation. Like, this is not, like, I don't, I know it's a sport, but for him, they operate like a business, man. You, we really think his tattoo is going to make people like that's a, that's a, going to advertise, right? And therefore, people are going to be like, "Oh, let me buy this because he's wearing a tattoo." Like y'all are Fahim, People wear tattoo of their favorite singers, artists, quotes. That's also advertising, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so like for this context, is, this so is I want to say that Nelly J he has an L and F. So it's an LF and it's red under mm-hmm. under us uh, under his his neck. I'm mm-hmm. uh, sorry, under his ear, and LF stands for Lafrette. Oh, I know what that's for. Which yeah. is his uh, his middle name, just for context. And that's and what I'm saying, Fahim. Like mm-hmm. I think it's absurd. This, this is this yeah. is this is behind his ear. Okay, if it's like on his like I don't know, like like when he shoots the ball, you always see the tattoo. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Like. Lamelo, the way he played, no one's watching the back of his ear. We're all watching his handles, right? We're all watching the ball. Right. Like, no one got time to be. Man, Fahim, someone petty as hell in the NBA league office, literally, Fahim must have been advocating. No, no, no. We have to fight this. It's a tattoo. Because mm-hmm. Fahim, I'm sure animals are like, really. Is it? Is it really a problem? And Fahim, I'm sure it's probably an advertiser or someone, a competing brand, probably felt right. away. Right, like this right. is absurd. Like I'm so, I'm annoyed for Lamelo. He's covering it up, me, but I'm annoyed. This is not something. So what? So if I'm a Nike athlete and I get like a tattoo of of Nike, the Nike sh- of some type of brand, you know what I'm saying? What now? Now I'm violating the league. Like mm-hmm. folks are wearing different sneakers and kicks that they want to wear for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, all the time they wear headbands that they want to wear. So is every item on a player has to be approved by the league. I mean, I'm asking. I don't know, but this is absurd to me that mm-hmm. now they're trying to police tattoos. Man, this is wild. <laughs> right, especially personal tattoos that has to his name. So, in a statement by an NBA spokesman, they said, "Per the CBA, uh, players are prohibited from displaying commercial logos or corporate insignia on their body or in their hair during games." But we try to enforce the rule reasonably in accordance to the purpose and taking into account players' efforts to express themselves in a non-commercial manner. But Lamelo. Ball's neck tattoo is an obvious violation of the rule, and accordingly, he is required to cover it. End quote. It's a tattoo. Listen, if someone gets a, a tattoo, tat. man, let him live. Let him live. Let him live, man. Like it's different <laughs> if he's wearing and and why can't players wear their own brand? Yeah, yeah. Facts. Upset. All right, Nelly Jake. <laughs> why don't we put this episode in the books? Yes, y'all, that was the Good Rookie Show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as you guys know, this is our time to do shout outs, okay? And my shout out to him, I'm actually flabbergasted, okay? So the National Women's Soccer League has signed the biggest broadcasting deal ever for any women's sport, okay? The deal... Um, is a TV rights deal for four years, and it's with CBS Sports, ESPN, Prime Video, and Scripps Sports. The deal is worth $240 million over four years. 
What? Listen, man. Yes. This just happened earlier this month. Um, this is incredible. Honestly, guys. Again, I've been preaching this for the last two years, okay? Y'all can catch my damn receipts. Invest in women sports. Now. Get it get it in now, okay? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's about to blow up. Five guys safety team. Big up to the NWSL um, on this huge deal. That's going to bring lots of revenue. Increased pays for all the ladies, coaching staff, facilities, quality of service for fans for him is going it's going to be epic so i'm so so excited it also includes um championship matchup on cbs so yeah which happened actually um this month already passed so yeah Fahim, i'm pretty excited for this we have four platforms you mentioned prime video espn cbs sports script sports um all involved in this deal i think it's incredible um, right now, Fahim, the current deal is with CBS. And right now, that deal is, was a $4.5 million deal over three years, Fahim. This deal has increased to $240 million over four years. Yeah. That's an investment. That <laughs> so, is an investment. So big it up. Right? Big up. Big up, um, man. I want my shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. He has a energy drink that's a ZOA, Ooh. and it's earned over a hundred million dollars in sales as of 2022. Oh wow, that um, man can sell any product, man. Just oh. put his face on anything; he's gonna sell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the drink it consists of electrolytes, amino acids, vitamin B and C, and a natural caffeine uh, pulled from green tea leaves uh, and green coffee beans, and there's zero sugar. So. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he can pretty much sell everything, but just the fact that this is ZOA, um, you know, it's earned over a hundred million dollars and you know, it's, uh, you know, the sports energy drink, it's, uh, it's a competitive and growing market. So it's just the fact that uh, he's using his, his, uh, his celebrity, uh, putting together a good product and, and being successful. Shout out to Dwayne Rock Jackson. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. LBJ. Let's put it in the books yes y'all that was the good rookie show <laughs> if you had a good time and you enjoyed yourself please like and subscribe and tell me to tell three friends Fahim. three wow we're on all platforms <laughs> we're on all platforms if you're looking for us you know what it is it's the good rookie show and we out <laughs>